Hello, and thank you for coming to the second episode, I can't believe we're on two already, of Hospital the Tea, where we put a face to hospitality. We are going to have a fantastic show today, and we are happy that you showed up to learn a little bit more about the hospitality industry through Hospital the Tea. So today we're going to have some really heavy hitters with government planning here, and I'm excited to bring these ladies on. First, I wanted to just share a few bits of information and things that that are going on in the hospitality industry. We definitely want to start by extending our heart, our heartfelt prayers to any and everyone affected by Hurricane Ida. When hurricanes and natural disasters go through cities, they don't just affect the individuals and the smaller businesses, they affect the hotels and everything in that area because people tend to not have electricity, just like in Louisiana right now, and they need places to be sheltered and to be housed. So our emergency responders need places to uh, stay while they come into the cities to help rebuild them. So we definitely extend our condolences and our sympathies right now. Something that I do wanna make you aware of, in Baton Rouge, all hotels have canceled all reservations through October. If you are not part of a crew that is coming in primarily to help with the electrical grids and re, uh, reinvigorate the city to repair the city, all reservations have been canceled. So just so you know, that um, means Marriott cancel all rooms with the LSU Auburn game at Tiger Stadium. So if you were planning or thinking of going to that, please um, rethink it because every hotel has canceled. Courtyard Marriott in Baton Rouge, their cancellations will impact LSU games as follows. September 11th, the McNeese game. September 18th, the Central Michigan game. And October 2nd, the Auburn game. So definitely something for you to think about before you travel into those areas. Look at alternative reservations or um, you know, looking at watching the, the game on television or using the money to volunteer or to donate it to help rebuild the city. That is definitely something you wanna think about. I wanted to show something that was really interesting because not a lot of people understand what hospitality means. I wanted you to see this, this meme that I came across. It says, the guy, what do you do for a living? Me, I work in hospitality. He goes, nice. I love women in healthcare. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's hospitals, sir, not hospitality. And the interesting thing about hospitality is it's defined as the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, and strangers. Friendly. Friendly, friendly, and generous reception. So that means not just in your home, it means when someone comes up to the counter to speak to you at a car rental place or at the airlines or a restaurant or anything. So that's one of the reasons that hospitality came about. And we want to go ahead and put a face to it. So I want to move forward and introduce the amazing women that will be here today. They are fantastic ladies and they are both uh, seasoned in their career, uh, government planners, Miss Annette Wallace, who is the national president of the Society of Government Meeting Professionals, and Miss Marie Aregi, who is president of the Rocket City chapter of the Society of Government Meeting Professionals. So I just wanted to give you a little background of these amazing ladies first so that you know exactly who will be speaking to you. So first and foremost, the uh, amazing Annette is the national president, and her bio is quite extensive. Just one moment, it just blinked off my screen. How about that? That's the one amazing thing about podcasting. It changes your life. <laughs> so, all right. So here we are with Annette. She has an incredibly impressive bio. Annette has worked with the Missouri Economic Development for almost 16 years, <clears throat> 14 years as an event planner, planning the Governor's Conference on Economic Development and coordinating DED participation at various events. She joined the Hawthorne Foundation in 2019 and serves as event manager, still planning the Governor's Conference on Economic Development 
the Kit Bond Citizen Leadership Award Dinner and other special events. Prior to working for state government, she served as executive director, program director, and event coordinator for various associations, including the Missouri Association of Life Underwriters, Missouri State Chiropractors Association, and Associated Industries of Missouri. Annette has over 30 years of experience in event planning, including 16 years in association management. She earned the Certified Meeting Professional designation in January 2009 and the Certified Government Meeting Professional, CGMP, designation in June 2018, and has a BS in Business Administration Management from Columbia College. Annette joined SGMP in 2006 and served on her local chapter board, Missouri State Capitol, for seven years, including three years as chapter president. She has served on the SGMP National Board for four years and was just elected national president July 1st, 2021. Annette and her husband, David, live at the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri with their three dogs. They have three children and five grandchildren, enjoy camping and boating, or just relaxing in the sun at the Lake of the Ozarks or the nearest beach. Totally my person. I love the beach and I love the water. So Miss Annette Wallace is definitely going to join us today. Hello, Annette. I, I can't hear you. I'm going to take you off. Mute. Sorry. Hello. There you are. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Wow. Thank you. I definitely appreciate you being here with us today. What an illustrious bio. My oh, goodness. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you have definitely done so much in this industry, and we truly appreciate that in an incredible way. Uh, so I want to go ahead and introduce and bring Marie on, and let's both go ahead and welcome her. So... Let's see here, the wonderful Miss Marie Aregi. Marie is absolutely amazing right here in Huntsville. She's a gym here with us, and uh, we are definitely grateful for her. Marie's uh, background is just as illustrious, and I am, gotta love it. <laughs> Just one quick moment. All right. Marie has been a member of the senior management of the Von Brown Center in Huntsville, Alabama for over 21 years. Her primary responsibilities include overseeing all sales and event services, including event coordination and exhibitor services. Marie has extensive experience in working with the government market and with national, regional, and local meeting professionals. Marie came to the Von Brown Center with over 10 years of hotel experience. She holds the following certifications and membership, a CGMP, which is a certified government meeting professional. She's a CMP, which is a certified meeting professional, a CHSP, which is a certified hospitality sales professional, a GMS, which is a government meeting specialist. She is a graduate of Leadership Huntsville Class 27, graduate of Venue Management School, two-year program, a graduate of Cornell University School of Hotel Administration Senior Executive Symposium, which is a three-year program, and she's been awarded the Sam Gilmer Supplier of the Year nationally through SGMP, a Red Ribbon Award recipient through the Hospitality Madison County Hospitality Association. My goodness, Marie, hello. Hi. <laughs> we are so glad that you're here. You two ladies have a lot to bring to the table. Thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> I just want to mention something that you said earlier and just make a correction if I could. Oh, please, please. Okay. You had stated that I was the president of the Rocket City, uh, Alabama chapter, and that's oh. not correct. Um, oh, okay. okay. So I am a member and I just recently rolled off the national board. Um, that's but, what it uh, is. Right now, our um, our local president is Kathleen O'Dell, and ah. she is actually um, a little, um, she's taking a little break, and Cavante Stone is actually yes. our president right now. And Jamar, you probably know Pammy Jamar, she mm -hmm. is actually the immediate past president. So anyway, oh, I just wanted to correct that because I- um, Thank you. you. But I have been a member uh, since we chartered, for sure, with the Rocket. Thank you. Thank, no, thank you for that correction. Weren't you one of the founding members to help bring this to Rocket City? Yes, I 
I was. Um, I have actually been a member of SGMP since the year 2000. Um, oh, wow. I was, I started out in SGMP uh, with the Atlanta chapter. Okay. Which is now the Georgia Peach chapter. And uh, I was a member of there for about five or six years. And then um, I was a member of the Nashville chapter, the Tennessee chapter when they chartered. I kind of moved my membership over there. And then in 2009, uh, we put together a um, steering committee um, and chartered our own chapter for the Rocket City, Alabama <laughs> chapter. And um, so although I was the chair, it was definitely a team effort. And if you, could, if you don't mind, I'd love to share some of the members that um, were part of that steering of committee. Of course. That's what this is for. <laughs> yeah. Levante Stone, who is, uh, as I said, is I love her. President She's a wonderful lady. Uh, she was part of the steering committee. Uh, Patty Barron, Sherry Hilly, Patricia Everett, Nancy Clark, Leslie Walker, Joe C., um, Deborah Nielsen. Gosh, I'm afraid I'm going to miss someone, but uh, it was. You know, we had a real good team that put together. Yes. Oh, Mary Geis. I forgot Mary Geis was part of that as well. Um, and um, we actually chartered in like 30 to 45 days with 45 members. We had, a, we're, I think we're still holding that record on the fastest chapter to ever charter. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. And then do you, you know any other chapter that, that charted that fast? Uh, I do not. Um, <laughs> that, that That's quite a record. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really brings to life Rocket City. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Rock my goodness. Rocket, Rocket City has been an awesome chapter. They've done they they've done very well. They have a lot of enthusiasm. And I think Marie is the head cheerleader for all that enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> she, Marie and I served on the national board together. She just left the national board and we served on the national board together for what, four years, Marie, I think. Yeah. And, um, she was an absolute joy. She was, she's very entertaining, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> We can, we can, we won't go into some of that entertainment, but <laughs> uh, it's all clean. It was just all very yes. funny. She's yes. just very entertaining. And uh, it was, it was, and I'm, I'm so, so fortunate, so glad, so, so lucky to have served on the national board with Marie because I have learned a lot from Marie and uh, she's been wonderful to work with. Thank you, Annette. That's sweet. <laughs> well, it's the truth. <laughs> We're lucky to have her here in Huntsville. She is definitely a gem. So she is. She is. So let's let's talk a little bit a little bit about SGMP and and you know I understand how it came about and that kind of thing. So for people that are in the industry that have never really heard of SGMP, let's give them the the understanding of what it is and what it stands for. Well, SGMP was formed in 1983. We're actually celebrating our 40th anniversary this year. And Marie is chair of our 40th anniversary committee. So uh, that committee is putting together a lot of exciting things to celebrate our 40th anniversary. Um, one of them is our cookbook, which, um, and, and there's a few other things, and I'll let Marie touch on that a little bit. But um, the Society of Government Meeting Professionals was formed in 1981. Like I said, we're celebrating our 40th anniversary by Sam Gilmer. Mm -hmm. And Sam Gilmer saw the need for an organization for education and opportunity for government planners. Um, I have been on two different sides of the uh, meeting planning role. I did association. I did meeting planning for associations and I've done meeting planning for, uh, and I still do meeting planning for government. And there's a huge difference between the two. Um, and it's kind of hard to explain, but probably the best way is there are so many more restrictions and rules you have to follow when planning a government meeting. Uh, you have to be so careful in so many areas. There's so many different people that you have to go through. Um, it's not like planning your own event for an association where you can make your own decisions. Um, many times you can't make your decisions. Uh, they have to go to somebody 
up the up the ladder to make the decision mm -hmm. with your recommendations. So, um, I mean, I'm a state government planner. I've never been a federal government planner, but I do have my CGMP and the CGMP teaches you a lot about the government. Um, I hate to call them restrictions. I think the rules and the protocol that you have to go through when planning a government meeting. Um, Marie works a lot with federal planners. So she probably understands more than I do on the federal side. Um, on the state side, every state is different. There are no two states that are the same. Um, many times we, uh, we have to stay within our own state. We cannot plan events outside of the state. Mm -hmm. um, so we have different kinds of rules uh, right. and protocols that we have to go through on the state level than they do on the federal level. Um, I just want to say that when I when I joined SGMP in 06, I was just assigned, just got the event planner position for the Department of Economic Development and was told, not asked, told <laughs> <laughs> to plan the governor's conference on economic development, which was dying on the vine, and mm. to revitalize it, which I did. And um, the Society of Government Meeting Professionals was so helpful to me. Um, I can't tell you how much SGMP has helped me in my career in government planning over the last 16, 17 years now. Um, I have learned so much. I have so many contacts. I have so many people I can go to to ask questions. Um, there's so much networking. The education that SGMP provides is absolutely priceless. Um, recently with the COVID, last year we had to go to hybrid events or virtual events. And honestly, I knew nothing about either one. And I spent hours on webinars through SGMP and articles through SGMP that if I did not have that resource, um, I don't know what I would have done. I. I don't know what I've ever done. I mean, it, it helped me get through uh, COVID and transitioning to hybrid and virtual events. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's just, uh, and my coworker, I signed her up with uh, SGMP last year, and she spent many hours, too, watching webinars and reading articles. So the two of us together, uh, we were able to pull off a governor's conference uh, virtually that switch from in-person to virtual in five weeks out. So wow, five weeks. Yes. We had five weeks to, to flip it from in-person to virtual and Ooh. couldn't have done it without those resources through SGMP. It would have been impossible. Wow. So um, I'll let Marie talk more about the federal side because I'm not that familiar or as familiar as the federal side be on the hospitality side, um, I'm going to let her talk about that because there's a lot of things that the hospitality side has to know about planning a government meeting. That's also. right. That's right. Um, well, working with federal planners, is, it's a lot the same. I mean, it's a lot of the same things. You um, just have to be aware of their rules and regulations. And every organization that comes to the table actually comes with different um different rules and regulations that they have to follow by. Um, we have to work a lot with the worldwide workflow, the SAM system. Um, so, you know, making sure you're familiar with that system and being able to invoice and bill uh, correctly is probably one of the main things you need to be aware of. Um, as far as the hospitality side, as a sales manager, um, you really just learn to work with your clients the best way they need. I mean, that's mm -hmm. just all that goes with hospitality. Whatever you need, we're going to be there to take care of it. So, sure. But um, I will tag along with um, behind the you know, net that um, SGMP is a wonderful organization. Um, I've been a member, as I said, since the year 2000. Many people I know in the organization I've known since then. Um, it's easy to pick up the phone call, um, ask questions. Um, 
it's wonderful going to the NEC, the National Education Conference, and it feels like a reunion. You see a lot of your uh, friends and um, neighbors. The education that you do get with SGMP is just amazing. Um, and then, of course, your CGMP, which you are able, you have to be a member of SGMP. Um, and then you go through a three-day workshop uh, that really um, helps you learn everything you need to know about the government market. Um, and then you take a test and then uh, you have your certification for three years. So, um, and every one of the educations, even on the local level, um, they um, are education units. So they do, and they, SGMP does cross over to, C, to the CMP, which a lot of people do not realize that, but we, when you have education through um, SGMP, those um, education units will ch travel over to help you with your recertification of the CMP as well. And also for your certified hospitality sales professional, um, they, it does carry over. So, so, so it sounds, go ahead. I was going to say, you can get a lot of education throughout the yeah. and see, um, you know, education units that really help with your, you know, your career and your certifications. So. Fantastic. It sounds like SGMP. I mean, I'm I'm personally aware of it, but I want to make sure everybody else is aware of this incredible organization that gives you so much knowledge and so much camaraderie, uh, so many resources. I think that what both of you ladies were saying is is paramount that you have an entire, I mean, it opens the door to a huge bevy of resources, right? Not only do you have the ones where you can plan things in five weeks, <laughs> but you have a phone numbers and contacts where you can literally pick up the phone and say, hey, what's going on? How can I do this? So a lot of planners don't think about government planning or, or the average person doesn't. Right. So what are some some key things that are like the difference? Now, I know with us being civilians, we know that certain things with the government take a little more time. We'll say a little more time. But um, when it comes down to the planning, are there things that uh, you have to look out for, like the hotel rates or what they can or can't pay for? Can you touch on things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, food and beverage, I think, is one of the things that um, a little hard for the government um, planners to pay for. So, mm -hmm. so that is one you know one of the issues you need to be aware of. Uh, government per diem in the city is something you need to be aware of. Um, and you know if a particular hotel is going to work with you on that government per diem, or what is a government per diem for them? What government rate do they offer? Um, so yeah, those are a couple of things you have to look out for. Um, most government pieces of business have to have three bids in order to move forward. Um, you know, um, so they're always, you know, looking for organizations that would be able to qualify, you know, qualify for their piece of business, but then they also have to compete with, you have to compete with two other um, facilities. Um, sure. So some, um, on Redstone Arsenal here, particularly, I know that if there is a government facility available on the arsenal during their time frame, I mean, I, I believe that has not changed. I'm not sure because um, COVID has really kind of changed a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, they, <laughs> they have to use that government facility first. So um, like the Spartan Center that's out there. Um, so mm -hmm. there's, those are a few things. It's just a little bit different. Um, you know, like I said, the SAM system, making sure, you know, you do have your number and you are able to build through the SAM system. And, you know, a lot of people cannot, you know, government planners can't work with you if you're not set up that way. You know? mm -hmm. um, so you want to make sure that you do meet all those guidelines. So, right. Yeah. And, and, then, and you do it on the local level, Annette? How does uh, it yes, very similar on the local level, probably not quite as strict as some of the rules and regulations on the federal side. But uh, yes, we do have to go out for bid. We have to get per diem at the hotels. We have to um, uh, get the per diem for the, for the meals, for the food and beverage. 
So yes, there's a lot of similarities between the two, but like I said, that there's a lot of differences as well. Um, and there's a lot of differences between states. Um, every state has their own rules and regulations. And, um, and then of course the federal has their own rules and regulations. So sure. it just depends on where you work and you just got to know those rules and regulations. <laughs> right. That's why people need SGMP. Absolutely. Right there. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's not just the same. A lot of people think about the hospitality industry and they think, oh, I've planned baby showers and I've planned a family reunion. I can do it all. Well, no, you can't do it all without proper support. Right. right? And that's why the Society of Government Media Professionals is so priceless. Absolutely, because there are many differences between planning a government event and planning an event for an association or for a corporation. Yes. So huge. Fantastic. Um, one of the things, as a member of SGMP, um, you will learn that part of our three main focuses is education, networking, and resources. Um, so we do have a resource page and different education that's readily available for our members that they can just, you know, there's webinars available. There's already education programs that are available that they can download. One of the, one of the ones that was really important to me um, when I really got involved with SGMP was all the protocols, um, learning about the protocols within the government flag. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Who really understood or knew that there was a, so much to know about how to display flags for every official or general or colonel, everybody that's in the room. I mean, it's it's just amazing. So, um, and I learned all of that through SGMP. Um, so it's, like I said, there's just lots of little things that you learn that you just, you don't realize you don't know until you're faced with it. And then it's like, right. oh, I do know that, you know, so. <laughs> It's interesting you touched on the whole uh, food thing because I had talked with someone when I was at a hotel in Austin and he said, oh, no, well, the government, we can't pay for food because of the infamous muffin gate. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he said that um, at one time there was when government could pay for food, they realized when they when they broke it down, they were paying almost seventy five dollars per muffin. And they said, no. Yeah. So he called it, he called it jokingly muffin gate, like Watergate. So I was like, oh, okay. The infamous muffin gate, you can't pay for food. So I, I totally get it. But there is um, a particular per diem for meal allotments, for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. And those per diems and meal allotments are changed. Um, you know, they're updated every year, correct? Yeah, October 1st. And uh, that's GSA.org. Um, and then you can go in and you can find the per diem and the, the mill, um, mill allotment and everything for every state that's involved. But to clarify just a little bit about mm -hmm. Gate, yeah. <laughs> um, it was actually, um, and Annette, correct me if you remember the story, but it was uh, the way that particular hotel had listed their continental breakfast was simply right. muffin. Okay. And then it had, <laughs> I think $16 or something. And they were saying your pains. $16 for a muffin, but it turned out they were paying $16 for an actual full continental breakfast. Mm -hmm. It's just the way they listed it on the paper. Right. That, um, that kind of caused the uproar. So right. I, I do know that when that happened, that was, um, I'm not even sure what year it was, but I want to say it was 2008. Um, uh, um, I it, think you're right. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, that really did change a lot for the government. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> That must have been a, if it were a $16 muffin, guys, that must have been a tasty yeah. muffin, the best muffin on the planet, I'm convinced. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that was not the case. I mean, it was totally um, a price for the whole breakfast. They breakfast. just listed right. on, her, on their paperwork as a muffin, so. Yeah, that's why he was like, oh, I'm going to call it Muffin Gate, oh, you know, but... <laughs> So let's let's talk uh, about the National Education Conference coming to Huntsville, how Huntsville, you know, won the bid to host this amazing <laughs> event. We're so excited. Um, but what people can expect and is it too late for them to register and attend? Can you all talk about NEC? Um, okay. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, first of all, it is not too late to register. Um, you can actually walk in and register. Uh, we will take registrations on site. Um, Huntsville was selected just like um, um, government meeting planners do. We, we put it out for bid. Um, Huntsville bid on it. And they gave us the best bid. <laughs> so we went with Huntsville. And I'm so glad we did. Um, I had They have been absolutely wonderful. They've been outstanding. They have gone above and beyond. Um, I had never been to Huntsville before, and I've been there four times. Now I will be there my fifth time <laughs> in <Very> two nice. <laughs> weeks. <laughs> so my husband's even been to Huntsville with me. So uh, very, very impressive city. Um, we have toured it a couple of times and, um, love the city. It is growing by leaps and bounds. And I'm so happy for Marie and the Von Brown Center and the CVB and the city of Huntsville themselves, because they have been doing a fantastic job. Um, so that's how Huntsville got the bid. Um, and like I said, the NEC is in two weeks, a little over two weeks, and you can walk in and register. We'd prefer you register ahead of time, uh, <laughs> but we'll take your registration on site as well. And as mentioned before, the education is priceless. The camaraderie is priceless. Um, the connections you're going to make, um, you can't learn that in a book. It is absolutely impossible to learn it in a book. Um, the life experiences, um, everything that you can share with everyone at the NEC is just, and, and like Marie said, it's, it's like a family reunion. Uh, we get to see each other once a year. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And we are, we are a family. We're, we're a big family and we all love each other and we're all there to help each other. And we will do anything for each other, anything we can do to help each other out. That's amazing. Go ahead, Marie. You want to tell us about what Huntsville's got planned? It's awesome. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to give a shout out, first of all, to Erica Bradford. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. yes, most definitely. Uh, Erica has been working very, very hard um, and has gone above and beyond. Um, so definitely, she definitely needs a shout out. So yes. out of town, which is why she's not on this call today. Um, Correct. Okay. Then the second, um, I wanted to tell you that Erica has just recently been um, appointed to the you know, Gilmer Trustees for the National Board. So um, oh, I know, well, yay for her. That's amazing. So uh, she's working really hard on the um, the auction um, as one of her duties for the as a trustee uh, for the NEC. So which is actually live right now. So if y'all want to go bid on some items. Um, you can find the auction on our website at sgmp.org. Oh, auctions get me in trouble, Marie. They get I, me in trouble. <laughs> uh, but there's some really great items out there. And actually, we are still taking some. So if anybody wants to make a donation, uh, we will gladly accept those. Um, but what to expect when you're here. Um, so as uh, Annette mentioned earlier, we are celebrating our 40th anniversary this year. And... Um, which I'm proud to say I've been a member of that for well over half of that. So uh, yeah, it makes me thrilled. Um, okay. <laughs> so we do have quite a few things happening. Um, first of all, our chapters are doing a scrapbook that you're going to be able to see this year. So they're doing it, um, an online scrapbook, which is really, really cool. So we're going to have those kind of displayed in August. So you can go in and enjoy and see the history of all our chapters, which are throughout the United States. Um, we also have um, on our all of our social media, we have testimonials from so many of our members throughout the year. So you'll be able to uh, go online and read what, what it's meant to so many members. Um, we have, uh, as she mentioned, we're going to have a 40th anniversary cookbook. We did get one at the 30th anniversary, which was in New Orleans, um, what, 10 years ago? So, um, um Anyway, so we'll have the cookbook, and that's going to be available. We also are having a Ruby run, the SGMP 40th anniversary Ruby run. So we do Ruby. want to. I know it's the Ruby. Ruby is the 40th, you know, the 40th yeah. 
grocery stone. So um, Becks have basically were running around downtown in Big, not really downtown, just through Big Spring Park. It's uh -huh. a it's a 4.0 k um, run, and which is like equal to 2.4 miles. So it's not a long one. Just running that Wednesday morning, uh, September 22nd, through Big Spring Park. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's just going to be fun. It's, it's going to be fun. I know. I'm excited about it. Um, so, oh, and one of the best things, it's been a lot of fun participating, is the Celebration Kitchen. So, um, the 40th anniversary Celebration Kitchen. So, we've had um, different organizations uh, go in. So, for the month of June, I believe it was June, no, month of July, uh, it was um, What's in Your Lunchbox? So there were videos that were created by different memberships, um, different hotels, and BBC being one. Uh, what what is in your lunchbox? You know, they create hmm. box and say you watch the video of them making it, and it was it was a lot of fun. That is also on our website uh, that whole month of July, and then in the month of August, it was uh, what's in your picnic basket, and again wow. had uh, some videos that were produced by the membership. And um, I, you can find that blog as well with all the videos listed at, on our website. Um, so that was a lot of fun. The next one is going to be, I believe, in October. I think we're bypassing September because of the NEC. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to be your favorite meal from 40 years ago. So <laughs> anyway, that's going to be interesting to see what everyone comes up with. Um, you guys are creative. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> the, the 40th anniversary task force, which she had mentioned, I am the chair for, but I've had the most amazing task force. I mean, it's just, wow. they have all been creative. They've been on top of their game and, you know, it's just been, it's been wonderful working with them. And I'm actually very proud that Huntsville got to be the host for the 40th anniversary. Um, you know, it'll be listed, you know, 10 years from now and they're planning the 50th. Well, what did they Yes. Do? Yeah, at Huntsville, you know. <laughs> hey, I love that. Um, hey, I love that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust me, we've been talking about Huntsville for two years now. So. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. It, it, yeah. We've been promoting Huntsville a lot, and um, all the things that the 40th anniversary committee has task force has put together have just been awesome. I mean, they've done a fantastic job. And uh, as Maria is the chair, and I know she has an absolutely wonderful task force. Um, it, it And that's just part of SGMP. That's just one, one part of being a part of SGMP, of being a member of SGMP. Uh, you get to do fun things too. I mean, I know Maria and her task force have had a blast putting all this together. Um, and yes. thank God for, for all the wonderful people who belong to SGMP. Um, we are one big happy family. And um, we do a lot of things. And a lot of things that help everyone's career. I mean, all yeah. these things are very beneficial um, to everyone's career. I and don't care who you are. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point, Annette. Because a lot of times... You find out different associations and different organizations you can join in your career path, and you're just listed as a member. Right, you don't right. really interact. You don't get a lot of um, ROI, you know, and you really do with SGMP. It sounds like you get the education, the camaraderie, the resources, the conferences, the planning. It's amazing, especially you need that with the changes that the constant changes with the government but it's incredibly valuable to your career. Absolutely. I mean, there's no way to put a price tag on it. Mm -hmm. um, I can't put a price tag on everything that I have learned that I have gained through SGMP. It's just impossible, but I guarantee you this, it's a lot more than what I pay in dues. A lot nice. more. Well, well, is, uh, go ahead. Mention, Pamela, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, okay. no, you're fine. I'm is that SGMP doesn't just stop at NEC, which is once a year conference. Um, you get a lot from your local chapter and mm -hmm. meets monthly. Um, as a salesperson, um, Pamela is something to think about um, for all of you know your properties that you guys. Mm -hmm. um, it's once a month you could have literally have all of your clients in one room. You know, 
um, all of your sure. best, you know, clients sitting right there with you, networking with them on a monthly basis. Um, Captive audience. Sure, sure. So um, all getting the same education, uh, all working, you know, together for a common goal. And I really do believe that um, that's where you have to, that's where you see the difference with SGMP. It doesn't stop at a one year, you know, one event per year. It goes on all year. And oh, and not to mention, Marie, the webinars mm -hmm. and the SGMP Strongs, the, um, and, and if you, if you take your CGMP course, mm -hmm. um, I know my class, I think we were the largest class in 2018. There were 30, 35 of us in the class and we still meet every so often via Zoom and like have our own little reunion. Really? Yes, because we all took this class together and we all studied together. And uh, the good thing about taking the CGMP course in person, we also offer it virtually now. But the and we will be giving a CPM CGMP course um, prior to the NEC in Huntsville, the three days prior to. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> taking it. Oh, yeah. you are. Good for yeah. you. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you're going to find that um, by you, you go into your own little your little study groups with your group, and I mean it it it's just. I just can't explain how close it brings you to your fellow classmates and my classmates and I, I uh, we have we have maintained this relationship over the last three years and um, it's been great. I mean, I can call any one of them at any time. Of course, I can call any member of SGMP at any time <laughs> if I have a question and or need some help with something or, or vice versa. I mean, it, it's a great, great organization. Wow. Ladies, you are amazing. You are amazing. If, I mean, I tell you, like I was, I, those of you that were not on the podcast before we started, I said, just let your personality shine through because you're both amazing. And you did just that. Um, so I am so excited. If you want to um, give a last little grab for SGMP, a last little thing that you would say to people to encourage them to join SGMP, like a few seconds, uh, 10 seconds, what would each of you say? Like a little elevator speech type thing. <laughs> what do you think? on everything. Um, I know we have. <laughs> I mean, uh, SGMP is really the only, you know, only organization dedicated to the expertise in government meeting planning. So um, that in itself speaks volume. Um, yes. And we, our focus is education, networking, and resources. So, um, you know, we make sure you have everything you need to do your job, you know, whether you Fantastic. make that class or we make it available to you at another time. Uh, we try to stay up on the latest trends um so but overall it's just a great organization it's definitely one to if you work with the government market at all you should be a part of sgmp yes um, so but hey can i get a shout out to pam to me pam yeah <laughs> yeah uh, won the Red Ribbon Award this past year from the Huntsville Madison County um, Hospitality Association. So, congratulations to you. Thank and I want you. To make sure that all of your friends <laughs> out there, all your broadcasts, is aware of that. So, well, they they are now, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited about it. I love this industry, and that's one of the reasons why I was like. We need to put more of a face to it and give people the resources because there are so many people coming out of college and, you know, the young ones. We want to help them to know the great things so that we can leave that endowment type learning, you yeah. know, consistently. So SGMP, I wanted to start my podcast with SGMP. I am honored that you ladies were here. Can you recap the dates of the National Education Conference for me? Uh yeah. Okay. I wasn't on mute. Uh, yes, it's uh, September 22nd through the 24th, 
um, actually, I guess the 21st through the 24th, because we start out with our opening reception, right. which is our welcome reception, which is at the, going to be at the Space and Rocket Museum. Because we've um, got space. Yeah. Yes, it's beautiful. <laughs> yes. I've been there three times now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I love it. Um, so it actually starts Tuesday evening with uh, the welcome reception, and then we kick off Thursday or Wednesday morning with um the ruby run the ruby run and all of our classes all of our general sessions we've got some great speakers lined up some great topics um we do have a set of core competencies that we do follow um so all of our uh education falls under those core competencies so um that's that's one thing that that we follow very closely. Um, and like I said, what, what you pay to attend, what you pay to be a member of SGMP, what you pay to attend the NEC, you cannot put a price tag on what you get in return. It's impossible. Um, so we're very excited um, about having our in-person or actually hybrid NEC this year in Huntsville. Yeah. Um, so we hope to see some of you there. Hope to see you some yeah. of you as members of SGMP. We would love to have you. And if you attend the NEC as a new member of uh, SGMP, I can't wait to shake your hand. And trust me, I will shake your hand. <laughs> there you go. Tell her you heard you saw the interview on Hospital. Tell the tea. Yes. So, <laughs> so, ladies, thank you so much for your time, especially on this holiday weekend. I really appreciate you coming in and telling the goodness of SGMP, the history, the amount of expertise that you get from SGMP. And for those that still are wondering, it's Society of Government Meeting Professionals. So, uh, and the, the uh, website is scrolling along the bottom of the screen. If you have any additional questions, sgmp.org. And uh, you can also find these ladies on there as well. Ladies, I thank you so much for being here. I will definitely contact you after and show you the, the video. <laughs> 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 yes, and I look forward to seeing both of you, Annette, when you come for, what, the fifth time to Huntsville? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Marie and I just saw each other a couple days ago. <laughs> we were on a bus thing together. So, but we look forward to bringing you into our fair city yet again. Thank you, ladies. I love it. For love it. The effort. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank Have a you. great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, everybody, for being here. This has been amazing. That was segment one and two of Hospital the Tea. Um, if you didn't know much about uh, government meeting planning, then I hope that you do now or that you know of a resource where you can get more information. Um, Society of Government Meeting Professionals is tremendous. You've heard all of the great things about it. If you do any planning with government, you really should become a part of it. That whole muffin gate thing, like the government can't pay for food, you know, food and beverage, that type of thing is something different. The resources, the changes with COVID, you know, the changes for force majeure or an act of war, that kind of thing, how you need to handle it. Those are great resources that will always get you through. So I hope you enjoyed that interview. Now I want to switch a little bit to our third segment. It is called tell the tea. Now, the podcast, of course, is hospitality. So for those of you that don't understand what the phrase tell the tea hmm, means, <laughs> in UrbanDictionary.com, it basically is, you know, gossip, or it's um, something that you get out there and tell the people, or you sit around and have a a tete a tete about. Um, but the, the difference in tell the tea on hospitality is that we're not talking gossip. We're not going to do that thing. Nothing negative per se. We are just going to talk about different things that are going on in the industry or different stories that you send to me on hospitality at gmail.com. And I will put that there at the bottom of the screen so you will know hospitality at gmail.com. But I want to make sure, let me see, put that there. Voila! Um, 
I want to make sure that you have a way to send me your experiences because I want to know what's going on. So, um, listen, there is a situation that someone wrote about that was really interesting. Hospitality at gmail.com. So they wrote this situation to, to me that was kind of interesting. It was, there are a lot of great uh, networking groups on Facebook in the industry that I really want you to know about so that you can join and become a part. So there is a story that was on one and I wanted to read it to you and talk to you about it. Then I'm gonna talk to you about a really popular story that's going on in the industry right now, okay? So the person says, Dear Hospitality, I had my first thought this only happens in movies moment today. The bride and groom canceled their wedding after spending over $100,000 the day before the wedding, but after the weekend festivities had started. The bride calls down to have the fiance escorted off the property. Um, get to the room with security and the fiance wants her whole family police escorted off the property. So not just the fiance, but the whole family. Like what happens really? Um, the mother of the bride starts drinking. <laughs> she starts drinking early in the morning. What do they call that? Hair of the dog, whatever. I don't know. But she starts drinking early in the morning. Half the family is a nervous wreck and we're trying to help any which way we can. The other half is just kind of, eh, whatever. The groom's family is furious at this point. So they're furious. Their son has been booted off. She's wanting to kick out her family. I don't know what's going on, but an update. So as it stands right now, the bride is staying at the hotel with her parents, siblings, grandparents, and best friends. Oh, so she didn't have the police take them off? How would you feel if you were the family and she just wants you to get kicked out? But whatever. They booked the presidential and had a breakfast planned, but canceled both of those events. The groom side of the family is also still here for the night, but I'm positive the groom is gone and wasted with his buddies right now. If I had just been kicked off the property, police escorted by my fiance, the person that I was supposed to marry, and it cost me $100,000, I'd probably be somewhere with my friends at a bar too. I don't know. But he left with a large cooler filled with alcohol on a bell cart because it was too heavy to lift. <laughs> Both families are drowning their sorrows with a pizza and beer. So many early departures. I'll give more details when I can. We aren't sure exactly what happened to cause them to cancel the wedding. But my God, it's been an interesting night for sure. An all around crazy moment. Signed, dealing with it. <laughs> Guys, these things don't just happen in the movies. I mean, art imitates life, right? So if you see these things that happen on the movies and they say things like, oh, $100,000 wedding or whatever was canceled, nine times out of 10, it's something that happened in real life. So let's get to something that is creating quite a buzz online right now when it comes to weddings. Have you all heard the story about Doug and Deidre Simmons out of Chicago? The couple that got married in Negril, Jamaica. They got married at the Royalton Negril Resort and Spa. Beautiful couple. She wore this gorgeous red dress. Fabulous event. Absolutely stunning. They had people RSVP on four different occasions. OK, just to make sure that people were coming because it's a destination wedding. Right. I've planned so many weddings, y'all. I cannot tell you. I've literally been a bridesmaid or helped with a wedding close to 27 times. I have gotten rid of all these dresses. That wedding movie called 27 Dresses. Honey, that was me. Art imitates life. I'm letting you know. But uh, they had people confirm on four different occasions. Are you coming to the wedding? Like, here's the, the save the date. And here's the invitation. You RSVP and okay, you RSVP. Okay, are you coming again? I just want to be sure. Hey, I'm texting you today to make sure you're coming. Hey, has anything come up in your schedule that won't let you come to my wedding before I pay for it? Is basically what they're saying. Because at the resort, when we're planning events, it doesn't matter whether your people come or not. If your people don't show up once we get that uh, confirmed, um, you know, count, 
and you confirm for 100 people and 50 show up, that's 50 plates of food that you will still pay for. Why? Because the food has already been ordered and prepared and there's been labor and service. So anyway, back to Doug and Deidre Simmons. Now, I'm going to just say, it wasn't the bride. It wasn't Deidre. Mm-mm. It wasn't Deidre being petty. It was Doug because they invited all these people, 109 people confirmed, okay? 101 showed up. Difference of eight people, right? Seems kind of small and whatnot. And they didn't know until the day before the wedding that these people were not showing up after they had confirmed four different times. So if you got confirmation and you said every single time that you were coming, nine times out of 10, you have bought your ticket to go to Jamaica. You have bought your flight, your hotel, whatever. Now, you know, the day before the wedding, you know, two two or three weeks in advance, if you're coming or not, you know that because you don't have your ticket, boo-boo, you don't have it. So um, they paid at the resort, at the Royalton Negril Resort and Spa. On a side note, this is excellent publicity for the Royalton Negril Resort and Spa. Makes me want to go there, not to get married because, you know, I don't have a book. But um, the Royalton Spa charged him $120 per guest, $120. Now, yes, I did it. Doug Simmons was the petty one. He has admitted it on every interview. He has admitted it that he was the petty one. And he put together an invoice, okay, and he put it online. He did not send it out. Now, let's be clear. He never sent it to the people. He just put it online. And the invoice was something like, because you confirmed and we had to pay for this money for these food, this food, and you just didn't show up with no notice or anything, that kind of thing. Now, keep it in mind. We all understand that things happen, right? Stuff happens. We understand that we're still in a pandemic, despite what people want to think, we are still dealing with COVID. I get it. I totally do. But after you confirm four times and then they find out later that there was no death in the family, there was no COVID, there was no act of God, like you lost your house or it burned down or something like that, or family member was sick or you got sick or whatever, none of that. They just didn't show up and had never really planned on showing up. So he did not send them the invoice, but it was an invoice for $240 per couple. Because keep in mind, it was eight people, four couples, $240. Now, that's a total of $960 that they paid for and just gave away. Because the Royalty Negril Resort and Spa is not going to say, oh, we feel so bad for you. We're not going to charge you that $960. No, no, no pay the lady. Okay. So, um, Doug just put this online. He put it online saying, you know, this is, he, he said that he felt that it was better for him to basically expose the people than to actually send them the invoice. And from what I understand, one couple actually called him and apologized, right? They apologized that they didn't make it, whatever. Now, I don't know if that apology came with money, to pay him back because he did put on the invoice. You can pay me by Zelle, Cash App, Facebook, Messenger. You can pay me by Venmo, PayPal. You can send a message in a bottle, baby, whatever you want to do, but send me my loot, you know. But he put it on there and he never really sent it to them, but they did get wind of it. It has become the talk, like their wedding has gone viral. Now, if you haven't looked it up, you really should because, first of all, they look beautiful in it. But I wanted to just put it out there on Tell the Tea, honey. What do you think about that? Because they've got mixed reviews. Some people said, uh, yeah, I would have invoiced them because the couple did their due diligence. They had four different RSVPs and the people RSVP'd all those times and still didn't show up. Whereas other people said, no, that's just basically, you know, ratchet behavior. That's just broke behavior. I'm sorry. Those were the words, quote unquote, broke behavior, right? Because if you couldn't afford it, you should have done it in the first place. Well, I think it's clear that they could afford it, right? Because they paid for it. 
They they did in a clear conscience. They did. And you don't show up to other parties. Like it's not customary for you to show up to a party having to pay. Like if you go to somebody's birthday party, you're just if it's a birthday dinner or something or or that type of thing, most of the time you're not expected to pay unless it is put out there very clearly. So on one hand, the people didn't know that if they didn't show, um, it would be $120 per seat. Right. They didn't know that. So they weren't told that. But at the same time, after you've been confirmed, if someone confirms with me four different times, that means they really want me to be there. That means they're really serious. That means there's a lot going in on it. Right. So I want to make sure that my word is my bond. But what do you think? Write to me on Hospital the team and let me know what your thoughts are. The uh, address is scrolling at the bottom. I really want to know what you think. Is it broke behavior for somebody to ask you for their money back if you don't show up for an event? Or is it logical because you've just been inconsiderate and didn't show up? Because, I mean, you didn't show up. You didn't. I mean, if you didn't show up to a destination wedding, it's just really tacky, I think. But how do you feel about them asking for the money? You know what I mean? I don't know. But anyway, I want you to let me know. Let me know what your thoughts are. Write to me about your experiences. I don't care if it's even in a drive through Let me know what's going on in hospitality and how it's affecting you and your life, positive, negative, indifferent, whatever. I just want to know. Hey, thank you so much for being here and being part of episode two, season one of Hospital the Tea. Remember, it's not people... People will always remember how you made them feel. Not what you did, but how you made them feel. Always make people feel great. Always extend hospitality. Have a great day.